pay that, pay that man his money. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Fox Sports will be paying Tom Brady 10 years, 375, 375 million, million dollars. Pay that man his money. The Rich Eisen Show. He's going in the booth. Did not see that coming. Tom Brady, and you could knock me over with a feather. Earlier on the show, Ravens defensive end Calais Campbell. Still to come, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. Plus, Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Calais Campbell in hour number one. If you missed it, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of your um, post-Rich Eisen Show viewing needs. And I use the word need appropriately because you do need it. Um, <laughs> we have Matt LaFleur calling in in hour number three of the show. Later on in this program, I will preview the schedule release show uh, that's going to be on NFL Network at 8 Eastern time tomorrow night that I will be honchoing as the schedule comes out tomorrow. Um, and that will be uh, genuinely exciting unless everybody who's a partner of the NFL gets to reveal their own schedule before <laughs> our exclusive. Can everybody please stop doing that? <laughs> Pissing me off. Is this thing on? Um, and eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Brockman is still on the shelf, which means my wife, uh, my Susie wife. Schuster, is still there. Hello, Suze. Good to Hi see there. you. Uh, DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. DJ Mikey D is sitting where he is, and TJ Jefferson. And you are where you are. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Please call in. We'll have a great conversation when you do. Uh, pleased to have back here on the Rich Eisen Show now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of my favorites, and I'd be saying that even if he wasn't on hold waiting to join our program, uh, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Duval County, Doug Peterson. How you doing, Doug? Uh, Rich, I'm doing uh, extremely well, thank you. Absolutely. Outstanding. So when the schedule comes out on Thursday, first thing you look for is what? Well, um, I, you really like to see your road games and uh, how many back-to-back road trips you got. That's mm-hmm. what you like to see first, and then and then I like to also check out and see if we have any uh, you know primetime games. You know the the Sunday nights and the the Monday nights. That's always a that's always something to look forward to. Um, you know when the schedule does come out that that uh, you know put your team on 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 primetime television. So a couple of things, you know, the road games and then of course the primetime television games are something I always like to look for. And what about bye week? What do you what's your druthers on that front, Doug? Well, it kind of depends for us. I mean, you know, and what I've done in the past is is try to make the buy a little bit later, or at least at least have it uh, sort of opposite of a Thursday game. You know what I mean? So if your Thursday game's early, then have your buy late, or vice versa, because it kind of gives you two buys in there, just a little bit. But you know, um, I, I would prefer it a little bit later, um, you know, mid season ish, if if possible, just uh, just so you can get uh, you know get get a couple games under your belt before you take a break. Doug Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last time you and I spoke on this program, Doug, you were in your folks' house getting ready for your son's pro day, right? And um, right. and uh, you were out of coaching for the moment. Now you are back in it. Um, what are your I mean, what are your thoughts being back in as a head coach in the NFL? I know that's a general question, but I mean, when yeah. you're out, you're out. And now you're back in. And I just wonder what goes through your mind as you come to work every day. Yeah. Doug. You know, Rich, when you're out, uh, you miss it when you're out you look for ways to get back in it and um you know that was me last year uh, as the as the year progressed just finding opportunities to get to get back in and as we know i mean the nfl 
season, there's always going to be opportunities at the end of the year, whether it's a head coach or a coordinator. And so I just, you know, I was preparing myself that way a year ago. And, and, and getting the opportunity here in Jacksonville, obviously, was a team that, um, you know, had some turmoil last year, obviously, and, and that's behind us. But at the same time, it was a team that uh, I, it really caught my attention, obviously, with the quarterback and, and the talent, uh, you know, on this roster. And, and um, it was a team that uh, uh, was intriguing for me. And, and I was, uh, you know, obviously honored to have a couple interviews with, with uh, you know, Shad Khan and Trent Balky and, and um, you know, they felt comfortable enough to, to hire me and put me in this position. And so, you know, uh, just thrilled to be back in. Um, I'm refreshed, recharged, and, and ready to go. See, you, you just mentioned two things there, Doug Peterson, about what makes your situation that you've uh, reentered as a head coach in the NFL uh, so unique. Um, and one of them is obviously Trevor Lawrence. So what have you seen from him? What's the first thing you saw from him where you're like, okay, I get it. Uh, all that kid I saw at Clemson and I thought I had no chance of coaching when I was sitting there in Philadelphia, is <laughs> now yeah, my quarterback. Yeah. What, 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 have you had those moments, and if so, what, what are they? Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and that, what, what sort of drew me to, to here and really to him was just, you know, this, this, this kid is young, number one. You know, he came out early, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's a really good passer. You know, he's very uh, uh, eager to learn. He's a smart kid. Things that we've seen already here in the offseason program – you know he's he's the first one in. He, he just wants to. He just wants. He's a sponge, you know, and um, the guy that you can shape and mold and and really uh, sky's the limit with him. Athletic can move. Um, you know, comes from a system in college where it was very, you know, play action pass and movement and RPO game and things that we can bring, you know, as an offense uh, to Jacksonville and and just his leadership. You know, the fact that he played, you know, the entire season last year. Uh, this this kid's not a rookie, but at the same time, you know, we're we're kind of starting over with him and just building him from the ground up and and um, you know, he's embracing that and and uh showing uh, really good improvement every day. When you say starting over with him, what do you mean by that? Coach I think just fund- fundamentally, just starting over, um, trying to erase last year and, and, and a lot of the things and be positive with him and, and just uh, teach him the, the fundamentals of, of playing the game. And not, not just throwing the ball, not the mechanics of it, but just the playing the quarterback position and what it takes to to be a leader on your football team, be the face of the franchise, how to be a pro. You know, I mean, really, he's young. And, um, and, and so just showing him how to do how to study, how to study tape, what to study, um, you know, and, and, and really getting him to verbalize with us as a staff, you know, what he likes and doesn't like. And I think that's part of the process of, of starting over with him and, and just building it from, you know, from uh, from the ground floor up. Now, uh, uh, clearly you communicating with your new quarterback about what do you like, what don't you like, and, and then talking to him about your system coming in, that's totally um, normal, for the lack of a better phrase, when somebody comes into a new situation like you are. Um, but everything else about learning how to be a professional and studying what you need to study and be ready for what you need to be ready for, did he not learn anything like that last year from your sense? No, no, he did. He did. Um, but there's just there's just things that I think that we can help him be better at. And I think as a staff, you know, Mike McCoy, former you know coordinator, former head coach, is mm-hmm. his position coach, and then myself and, you know, Press Taylor has worked worked in that room before as my you know he's now my offensive coordinator so there's guys that we that I have on staff that 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 have been you know in his uh in his shoes and walked 
walk where he is currently walking, and, and we can we can really provide a lot of you know leadership for him that way. And um, you know, and, and by him playing those 17 games last year, um, really kind of gives him a leg up, you know, going into this off season. But we can refine some things with him. We can uh, uh, really uh, show him you know, uh, what to look for, what to do uh, within our system, within the defensive structure, and uh, help him uh, become the best version of Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson, Jacksonville Jaguar head coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. And we just talked about uh, one half of the situation uh, that you are now uh, in in Jacksonville uh, as a new head coach that makes it so unique, and that's having a jewel like Trevor Lawrence, somebody who came in the league universally believed to be so uh, talented at the at the quarterback position, and the other is the manner in which your predecessor did his job and and got fired the year before. Did you find a, a shell shocked organization when you arrived there, Coach Peterson? Yeah, it was it was different, you know, and it's it's a unique situation, obviously, and and um, you know uh, it's unfortunate, uh, and and it's a you know it's listen, it, there's a lot of great people here and a lot of a lot of really good people in the front office and, and in on football ops and, and everywhere and it's just i think i think to be stunned you know is is to say the least a little bit you know nobody wants to ever go through a season like that and you know of course i wasn't here mm-hmm. so it's hard to really you know put words to it but but i can only you know um, just sort of empathize with them and and um, you know just Build, build off of what we're doing. Build off of the new. Build off of you know uh, a culture that that we're trying to establish here, and, and really flip the page, and, and you know breathe breath of fresh air, and, and just really um, you know listen. I've I've got to gain the trust of the players in the organization. That's you know that's part of part of who I am now as the head coach, and mm-hmm. that's something that you know, is going to come with time. And um, that's something that we're working on each and every day is just gaining the trust of the players, you know, in me as the head coach and the staff. So it's uh, it's heading in the right direction. The guys are excited. There's a lot of lot of energy, a lot of young guys here. Um, they're they're excited to be on the grass and, and uh, go through these, you know, phase two type practices and, and looking forward to OTAs and, and obviously training camp here coming coming pretty soon and before turning that page though or in the process of turning the page just one last question on that do you feel part of your job doug peterson is healing that you have a healing portion of your job coming in i I agree with that i do i I think there's a a part of that i know this is professional football but listen it's also life too and and these these kids and the people that are here have have families outside of this this business and this organization obviously and and i think i think part of you know, the healing process is, is the best we can to, to, to flip the script and to try to gain the trust, you know, of, of these players. And and so I, I do agree with that. I do agree that there is some level of healing that has to take place, and, and it has taken place and is taking place. But, you know, we're not where we need to be, obviously, right now, and, and um, we're going we're gonna to continue to work at that. Doug Peterson, Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. A few minutes left with this man here on the Rich Eisen Show, and I greatly appreciate your time. Um, so let's talk about the decision your team and your organization and you had atop the NFL draft. Trayvon Walker's there, and so is Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. My unprofessional way to ask the question when you chose Walker over <laughs> Hutchinson is, what's your malfunction? The professional way is to say, what made you choose Trayvon Walker? Doug Peterson. 
<laughs> Sorry to go Wait, unprofessional on me. I just you went all over the place with that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's a lot of lot of whatever going on there. <laughs> well, it's just a Wolverine in me, man. But let's just let's just cut to the chase. Right? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Here's yes. the thing. And and there are two really good players there in, in both Trayvon and Aiden at, at, at the at the top of our, our draft board and, and, and you know, if, let me let me just go back a little bit, you know. Sure. Obviously Cam Robinson, you know, our left tackle, mm-hmm. we were able to get his contract done. You know, prior to the draft, and, and and keep him here. I think I think he, the you know sky's the limit with him. So solidifying our offensive line that way really um, really kind of helped too in in some of the decisions we made in the draft. And and then we look at these two players, and and both are um, high character guys. Both would be great in our room, in our locker room, good leaders. Um, you know, and and for us it was. It was just the, the 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 potential, the upside, the 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 things that we saw, and you know, as you know, Rich. I mean, as coaches, we we're we're privy to a lot of a lot of film and a lot of conversations that a lot of people don't get, right? And a lot of information. And part of our job is to gain that information. And and we just felt at the time that, and and even sitting here today that. You know, the best for our organization was Trayvon Walker, and that's nothing against nothing against Aiden. I mean, because I think he's a great player and he's going to have a great career in this league. But for us, you know, we got to make a decision, and we made it. And love everything about Trayvon. We get him in here this weekend for our rookie mini camp, and we're excited to go to work with him. And and really, when you look at his body of work at Georgia, you know, um, he, he from from day one, the day he got there. They they moved him all up and down that defensive front, and it's a very versatile player. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of unique things that he can do along the defensive front. And for us, you know, we 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 feel like he's going to be a good outside edge rusher. You know, with Josh Allen and you know uh, KC Caleb on Chase on and these guys that we have and you know Jordan Smith and it just he just adds to to that room and and it was a position that uh you know we addressed in the draft and and we're happy and we're excited and can't wait to get him in here. He's a terrific player. I uh, you know I'm just having fun. Um but he yeah. he's a terrific player. The combine he was superb and and I don't think we you got to see what he can do at Georgia which is amazing to say such a thing out loud but because of who else was there right around and the, that we saw in the draft how many players got yeah. drafted from that team and that that side of the ball and then on top of it you take a look at the offseason acquisitions your team and you guys made before the draft i mean christian kirk and zay jones and evan ingram and brandon sheriff on the offensive side and then a a bold face name player on each level of the defense free agency what can you tell your fans to expect i mean your first year head coach with this team but you have won a Super Bowl. You got a ring in your on your resume. You've got a vast history of as a player in this game at the position that you know the most important uh, prospect on your team plays. What what can you tell fans of Duval um, what to expect this year, Coach? Well, I think what you can expect. You got to look at our the first thing you got to do is you got to look at our division in the AFC South, and you have to address. The, the 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 portion of the game that kind of stares you in the face, and this is a this is a, a power run game, you know, with with you know the the, the big runner in Tennessee and Indy, and 
um, you know, you, you have to stop the run and you have to be built to stop the run and then and then be able to rush the passer. I mean, you got to have guys that can do that on defense. And so we we addressed the offensive issues and needs, you know, obviously in free agency and, and went out and got, you know, shored up the offensive line, got some help for Trevor at the skill positions. And, you know, and then and then we went and we we kind of secured the middle, you know, the middle of our defense with uh, Fodikasi and Olakun, you know, two guys that – that that are veteran players that have had really good careers, young players that that give you great depth at uh, you know the D tackle spot and the linebacker spot, and you know and then we address the edge rusher in in uh, you know in the draft, and so now you can build your football team to to stop the run and and then put pressure you know put pressure on the passer, and, and that's that's kind of the the focus that you know we took and the strategy that we took here. Uh, in, in building this team for, for this year. And, and, you know, it's going to be exciting once we get into camp. There's going to be some great battles, obviously, at these these, these positions and, and looking forward to that when we finally get the pads on. But but I think that's what we have to take a look at and, and build your team that way. And, you know, in the past, there, there's been some really good players here. There just hasn't been a lot of of the depth, you know, on your roster. And now we're creating the depth that you can you can go into a season with and, and – um, you know, sort of plug and play guys, and and uh, be be excitable. You know, um, obviously, got to have the ability to throw the football in the NFL, and and that's why we did what we did with uh, with the guys around Trevor. Yeah, I didn't even mention Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. You know, linebackers. Muma had a great combine. He was just lighting up that dome, man. And um, you got some good players, some good kids, and uh, I'm 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 I couldn't be happier for you. Couldn't be happier well, for you, you in that position. Yeah. And you're bringing yeah. back ice cream Saturdays, Coach. That's coach. ice cream Saturdays. will be back. Okay. We're not giving those up. Okay. Not giving those up. They'll be back, and uh, can't wait to to dive into some vanilla ice cream soon. That's it. That's that's your choice. That's it. Straight up. I, Nothing. I, Nothing in there. Rich, I'm not fancy. I'm not fancy. <laughs> it's straight vanilla. I may put some chocolate sauce or some strawberry sauce okay. on it, but All other right. than that, I'm not fancy. Straight Keep up. Simple. Straight up, Coach. <laughs> thanks for the time, Doug. Miss t- chatting with you, and let's uh, let's do this again soon. Thanks again. Appreciate it very Thanks, much. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate Take it. Take care, man. That's uh, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. <clears throat> you guys vanilla? know Vanilla? Just plain vanilla? You know, I mean, it's at least, at least, look, for Jacksonville Jaguar fans, at least that's not going to be the way that you describe your offense. Just what the coach. a waste of an opportunity to have ice cream. <clears throat> <laughs> Certainly with the Shad Khan uh, bankroll. I mean, you wouldn't should, you think there'd be like a great Sunday bar now set up in that? Well, it sounds room? like he's he, he's not going to scrimp on the fixings. It's just um, it, it's just the the flavor. He's straight vanilla. But if you could have an ice cream situation, yes, you wouldn't go straight vanilla. Well, you know, you know what my choice is. You I know do. what my choice is. It's the old chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh yeah. Oh, with big chunks of the cookie dough in there. Why would you just go straight vanilla when you can have all that texture? No, he says he's not a fancy man. I'm vanilla. I'm straight vanilla. Oh, you are? I believe that. How is that possible, Mike? Why? I just, I'm, I like vanilla, but coffee ice cream, second favorite. Amazing. Coffee ice cream. Hagen does coffee ice cream is amazing. Susie loves the coffee ice cream too. And I'm, I'm like, look, that's great in the morning. I don't need that as, I don't need that as a palate cleanser at night. Like that doesn't cleanse your palate. At all. And, and chocolate cream, chip no cookie dough does? Chocolate That's cookie. not a palate yeah, cleanser. Exactly. Lemon sorbet is a, is no, no, a palate no. cleanser. It, it is a palate 
uh, uh, boost. Satiator? Yes, it is. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Palate satiator. <laughs> Yeah, chocolate chip cookie dough with the no, big, and you got to you got to have period. you got to you got to have the big chunks of it. Uh-huh. You got to have it. What's your choice? What's your go-to? Uh, if there was a Rich Eisen show, ice cream, because again, Doug Peter. For, for those who don't know, Doug Peterson on Saturday nights when the team meets the night before a game, he serves ice cream. Okay. The latest example of what he will do that Urban Meyer did not. So. Ice cream Saturdays. Yes. Big in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it worked. Team yes. building. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, Although, it worked. Until, Unfortunately, until it Carson worked. Wentz okay. hit that rocky road, if you will. <laughs> well, Thanks speak, so much. That was Speaking of I'll which, be here all week. Well done. You, you, took, you took my answer. Rocky Road? Rocky really? Road is my favorite ice Rocky cream. Rocky Road. Big I don't, I don't eat ice cream a ton anymore, but yeah. And, and, and by the way, thankfully we have the real estate to have this conversation right now. It's very important. I'll bring ice cream tomorrow. I, by the way, oh, okay. Ice cream Thursday? Jaguar fans are like, come on, you just had the coach on. He's clearly got his head screwed on straight. He's got the organization's head screwed on straight. The, the quarterback clearly has a guy who now knows how to make him a professional. They, they crushed it in free agency and the draft, and they have it all working in a way. And we're, the only thing we pull out of that conversation is an ice cream conversation. <laughs> and the answer to that is yes. So what, where did Rocky Road come from? Is it, is it a, a Colorado confection? Or is it because it's filled with stuff that looks like it's on a roadside, right? Like the crumble and, and, and the dark. Yeah, the marshmallows. Well, the chocolate what, chips, but how nuts? is marshmallow part of a rocky road? Did you look this up, Mike? Uh, you it is, it is actually right from now, Oakland, yeah. California. Okay. Uh, and he cut up walnuts and marshmallows with his wife sewing scissors and added them to his chocolate ice cream. His name was William Dreyer, so it's a Dreyer's oh. ice cream. And why do you call it Rocky Road, though? And it's... I don't. So you like, like walnuts and marshmallow well, in your chocolate uh, ice cream? Is that what you're saying? If that's what's in Rocky Road, then yeah. yeah. Of course yeah. it's called you don't Rocky even know Road. What's in it? No, I mean, I know it's in it. Like, it's yeah. called chocolate, Rocky Road because it's not smooth. It's, it's, it's got, there's some bumps in the road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So it's a Rocky Road. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't like marshmallows in my ice cream. <laughs> Do you like how she just punctuated her <laughs> philosophizing on ice cream with a hmm, 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 hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Not how I would do it. Funny, ice cream, people either love it or hate it. Yeah. Like, I Who hate hates ice cream? No, no, no. I'm Rocky talking about Rose. flavors. Oh. oh, okay. Like flavors. It's like, I don't, strawberry. Oh, that's what, look, anything like cherry. I, I, I'm a pizza. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm like Doug Peterson when it comes to pizza. Okay, cheese, cheese, margarita, whatever, just straight yeah. up. I, I, don't need, I, don't need, I don't need meats. I don't need anything else on it. After the Wall Street but, crash of 1929, uh, Dwyer yes. and his wife gave the flavor its current name to, quote, give folks something to smile about in the midst of the Great Depression. So the Depression is the rocky road. Right. Yes. Not yeah. the consistency yeah. of the ice cream. It was the Depression was but the But I sounded like I knew I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what ah! I mean. You're, you're taking especially my buzz since, away. Especially since you gave, you gave it a... Hmm. 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 Again, this is Wikipedia. We don't know what's real and what also, isn't real. But. in Wikipedia, I'm you still working on ABC. So, what do you believe? That's My right. take? And or, we only have one child. Or that? Right, yeah. Out of three. By the way, there's nothing more depressing than plain vanilla. That's depressing. No, vanilla with like hey, a little. Hot with, fudge. with, with, some. there you go. Like I bought, vanilla, I bought vanilla, I bought vanilla the other day. Straight vanilla. You gotta spruce it up. 
I brought yeah, some vanilla not. the other day because I had some root beer. So I was like, I'll make a root Ooh, beer float. Oh, so no, that was okay. acceptable. But Damn. yeah, just on the Tomorrow, toast. I'm going to show up oh, okay. with several containers of ice cream. And, and mimosas? Or no. Okay. No, because I feel like the mimosas are for when he's not here. That was he's yeah. celebrating yeah. that yes. I'm sitting over there. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And she doesn't want Brockman to miss out I feel on That literally is what she said when she's like, Chris isn't there. You're here. I wouldn't have thought of him like that. I don't want to have a party with you there. It's literally what she said to me as we so were leaving like, the house after she sent me to the supermarket last night to get everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way. That was before right. he accused me of driving wildly. All right, now we need to take a break. Hands. Which, by the way, we'll that we yeah. just tweeted out that, that tribe to work. So All right. Very good. Let's take it. a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. You want to chime in on anything? Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. If you're on hold, uh, stay on hold. We'll take your, your calls in a moment. So I'm uh, hosting the scheduled release show tomorrow night on NFL Network, exclusive on NFL Network, except for the fact that NFL Partners, uh, it's been really a a schedule release week. Um, You know, um, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, now the new booth at ESPN, made the announcement that uh, there's two games in week two. They're going to have two games, one on ESPN, one on ABC, staggered by about an hour between the, the kickoff starts. Uh, Titans and Bills, and then the Vikings are um, are, are playing that night um, against who is that? Who are they playing that night? Well, at any rate, they're playing uh, in that week two night. They made that announcement, and then um, CBS announced it's going to be Denver uh, at the Rams on Christmas Day. That kind of got a little bit stomped. By the way, it's the Vikings and Eagles uh, on that night on ESPN week yeah. two, and then. <clears throat> or ABC, actually, is that game. ABC, yeah. 
So uh, CBS made that announcement for Christmas Day, and that uh, got kind of <laughs> stomped on by the news that Brady's joining Fox. So Fox had their announcement today. Jimmy Johnson went on Fox and Friends to talk about the Packers, and it was really odd when Brian Kilmeade thought he meant the Democrats putting more justices on the Supreme Court. Um, it's really awkward. Uh, but then, then they re- revealed that it was to talk about football, and um, Dallas at Green Bay is coming to Fox week 10. That's part of the schedule release stuff. It's just like, hey, it, now you know when it is, but then it's also like, okay, uh, week 10, whenever I get around to it. It's, it just, it, the schedule release is interesting, and then it, it'll be like, oh, okay, I'll make a note of that. Um, but it is always great to find out when the games are. Yeah. Because we already know the games are going to take place. We just know, you know, again, as soon as the season's over, who plays who and who plays who where, that gets announced right away. Because a lot of it is is all based in terms of which division plays which division in an annual basis. And then which team finishes in a certain position in their division, playing on another team that plays uh, that finishes in the same place in another division. That's the way the schedule gets put together. But we, that's the one thing that NFL Network did uh, at its outset, to create content out of something that nobody ever created content out of before, which was the schedule release. And it's amazing to see all these shows do this by announcing a game and making it a whole week-long situation because when we first started the schedule release show on NFL Network, they are like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I have here my top 10 games that I cannot wait to see when they are. The top 10 games I'm looking forward to seeing in 2022. Do you have NFL Films music for me? Here we go. First up, number 10, it's Carson Wentz's return to Philadelphia. That has never happened since he was sent packing to the Colts, who then sent him packing to go back in the division. This will be a division game. Commanders at Eagles. Wentz versus Hurts, the man who replaced Wentz until uh, Hertz was replaced by Nate Sudfeld, something I didn't bring up with uh, Doug Peterson since he's turned the page on that. Uh, This will be fascinating when Carson Wentz shows up to Philadelphia. That is game number 10 on my list. Can you make this a little lower? Number nine on this list, Buccaneers at Cowboys. This is going to be fascinating for many reasons. Obviously, a rematch of last year's season opener. This time, though, it's in Dallas. Brady, did you know, 6-0 all-time against the Cowboys. The most wins by any quarterback without a loss against the Cowboys all-time. The only time Brady's ever made an appearance, though, at the Jones-Mahal back in 2015 when the Patriots won 30-7 against Brandon Whedon, who was starting for the injured Tony Romo, who's uh, now a broadcaster with CBS and made so much cheddar that Fox then doubled that salary to make uh, Brady a broadcaster. And Brady will be broadcasting, I think, the most games of his Fox career from this building in Dallas. So take a look around, Tom, as you're playing in Dallas, because you're going to be up in the booth Get at some point. Just keep, just look up above the 50-yard <laughs> line. That's going to be your new home more often than not. That's game number nine on my list. Game number eight on my list, and I never thought I would say this, but this is the, this is the way of the world now, folks. Bills at Bengals. I am looking forward to the first ever meeting between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. They only combined for 9,018 passing yards and 70 passing touchdowns last year. 
Bills at Bengals. That's probably going to be a, 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 a nationally televised game unless CBS says, nah. But I think they're going to save their preemptory for another one of these games later. It's on this list. Number seven on my list is Rams at Bucks. Yep. The game that at the time and then a few weeks later, we thought was Tom Brady's last game as a professional. Well, Tom's running it back, and we're running it back. Uh, the divisional playoff game that was absolutely off the charts. Rams taking a big lead. Brady making a comeback to tie the game. And then Matthew Stafford, a five-play, 63-yard drive in 42 seconds, including that one up top to cup to lead the game-winning field goal. Again, a replay of what would have been Brady's last game, but clearly is not. Number six on my list, Browns at Texans. Enough said. Deshaun Watson's return to Houston. Now, the thing, reason why I can't wait to see when this game is scheduled. Let's see what the schedule makers think might happen with a suspension. Will this game be week 10, week 14, or later? Because they want to make sure that it's not Jacoby Brissett at Davis Mills. Is there any communication potentially where the schedule makers are calling up uh, the office of RG1 to say, hey, can you give us an idea of should we not put in week four? What do you think? Not week six? What week do you think we should put this in? I can't wait to see when that's revealed. Number five on my list, I'm going back to the Bengals. Bengals at Buccaneers. Yes, sir. The first and maybe only meeting ever between Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. And Burrow last year, all those comparisons, all of them to Tom Brady. Year two making the Super Bowl, looking like he knows exactly what he's doing way beyond his years in the Super Bowl run. It's going to be Burrow versus Brady, only a 19-year age difference between the two quarterbacks. That's it. Number four on the list, and this is the one that we learned about on Fox and Friends earlier in the day, Cowboys at Packers. This is going to be week 10. We already know. But I made this list before that was revealed today. Mike McCarthy returning to Lambeau Field. 13 seasons as a Green Bay Packer head coach. Won a Super Bowl, as we all know, in Dallas in that stadium. But this one is in Green Bay, where he uh, had six division titles, nine playoff appearances, but got fired because he lost at home to the 4-7-1 Packers in Week 13. They sent him packing, don't forget, mid-season. And... um, by the way, the last time the Cowboys played in Green Bay was Dak's rookie year when he uh, went. Uh, he had 247 yards and three touchdowns in that big win in Green Bay. Zeke, 28 carries, 157 yards. McCarthy lost to the Cardinals. That's right. Okay. What did I say? Said I thought you said you lost to the Packers. I'm no, I'm sorry. sorry. Lost to the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Packers lost to the Cardinals. My bad. Uh, number three on the list. I can't wait to know when Bobby Wagner is going back to Seattle. Rams... Yeah. At Seahawks, always a terrific game. Always a terrific game when these two teams play each other. Um, The Rams, by the way, have won five of their last six meetings with Seattle, including the playoffs. But Bobby Wagner, as we all know, after 10 years, released on the same night that Russell Wilson was traded. Rams at Seahawks is number three on my list. Cannot wait for that divisional battle and to see when that will be scheduled. Number two on the list is a rematch of the AFC divisional game that was so epic. Bills at Chiefs. As we all know, two teams combined for 25 points in the final two minutes of regulation. First playoff game in NFL history with three go-ahead touchdowns being scored in the final two minutes of regulation. Patrick Mahomes has gotten 
the Bills and Josh Allen three out of four times. This will be matchup number five all time between these two quarterbacks that will be playing each other, I would imagine, year after year after year, most likely because they might finish in the same position in their respective divisions, meaning they play each other the next year. But back in the day when Brady and Manning didn't finish in the same position in their uh, final standings, this the gods somehow saw to it that they played each other. I think we're going to see Allen versus Mahomes every year, and I can't wait for this iteration of that. And then the number one game I cannot wait to see when it is scheduled is Broncos at Seahawks. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle is going to be off the charts. Wilson, by the way, 292 career touchdown passes with the Seahawks. Second most with a team before being traded by that team in NFL history. The only other one with more is Favre who had 442 at the Packers before he was traded to the Jets. Russell Wilson will join Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, and Joe Montana as the only quarterbacks to face a team he won 100 or more games with. That is why that is the top game I am looking forward to seeing getting scheduled. Like that. We make that announcement on NFL Network Thursday night. There's a few left out there uh, when the Raiders and Patriots play each other. Obviously, Belichick against a, a longtime assistant and Josh McDaniels. That's one. Um, the Bengals uh, play a host of teams that um, I cannot wait to see them play. One of them being the Chiefs, mm-hmm. a rematch of the AFC Championship game. But I went, I went divisional round instead. That is just, it's amazing when you see both championship games get replayed or rematched the year after. No Super Bowl rematch scheduled. Um, the Bengals do not play the Rams in the regular season. But this is, uh, this is my list, and I can't wait to reveal the rest of it tomorrow night. Um, let us take a break. We'll come back. We'll take phone calls and set up uh, our third hour. Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers will be joining us at the top of the next hour. Uh, that's our phone number, 844-204-RICH. Back with more in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let us go to Nick in Portland, Oregon. What's up, Nick? Hey, Rich, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Did we wake you up, Nick? As, uh, <laughs> as always, it's, first off, I'd like to say hi to Susie. I don't usually get a chance to say hi to her as she uh, when she hosts, so it's a, it's a pleasure uh, being able to be on the phone with both you guys there. This is pretty incredible. Hey, Nick, you know um, Rich hi, is Nick. here, right? He, he, he can, can hear that. Yeah. You know, no, Nick, can, I'll just tell you. That. I'll just Nick. tell you. Nick, 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 I'll just tell you this. <laughs> I'll just tell you this. I mean, uh, my man's sitting right out here, of my Nick, chair. When a guy picks up his phone out of breath and says, I want to say hello to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
It's, well, it's a little well, off-putting. Story. I'm, I'm, I'm working, and, I'm, and I've had pneumonia for the past week. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. I'm a jerk. What a bully, Rich. Make a phone call. So. Hi, <laughs> oh, Nick. Hi, Nick. Guess what I will do? Um, to, I, I'll, I'll, I'll find some way to punish him. Uh, empty the dishwasher. <laughs> do something. Pick up, do the laundry. So, well, here's, here's the deal. I love it, absolutely love it, that you include your family in your show and, and include us in a little bit of what goes on in your day-to-day. Oh. And there's nothing that means more to me than my own family. I've talked about this on your show before. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, it, it, again, I, I really appreciate that you include us in this. So I can't wait to hear how your son, Coop, just, okay. you know, oh threw some balls last night and uh-uh. figured it out, um, hopefully, mm-hmm. and, and did not double dip on the sports uh, <laughs> sports arena. So, you know, kudos for you for, <laughs> for you know, knowing what's important and, and, and versus playoffs in a regular season. So I, I get that. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to just wanted to say thank you. Appreciate what you guys bring to the table and, and you know, and, and just giving us a piece and a glimpse of, of your humanity, right? I mean, you guys are – I've known you for most of my life. I, I grew up watching you on Sports Center. Mm. I'm 45 year old man with three kids, so you know I just I'm just living vicariously through. <laughs> your radio show. We're, we're living you it. Know that, you know, that I appreciate it. We're living a similar existence, man. Thanks for the call. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm sorry I was assuming you were creeping me out by talking to my <laughs> wife on live wow. radio on TV like that. Feel better, man. Thanks I'm for the sure call. I'm sure that's not the first time you've had to uh, assume that. So <laughs> We're good. This is this is true. Uh, thank you for the call, brother. I, I appreciate bro. it. Um, Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hilton. That's it. That's <laughs> great. That's great. By the way, that was during that the. Came out of nowhere. That was during that was Barkley during the pandemic when we were all shut in mm-hmm. and they decided to still have the match anyway in oh, front of yeah. no fans. Right. That was. Peyton and Barkley. Brady and Mickelson and Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. And we're all sitting at home, and all of a sudden. You know, I tweeted out like that is this is the greatest this. I'm so thankful that we have this. We're watching this as we're all, you know, I forget what I said, basically, in the pandemic. Like, I can't believe that we're doing this, but I'm so glad that we are. This is amazing. Yeah. And then Barkley, who's on the call, said that <laughs> one more time, Mike. And, and, and I and I paused it. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hilton. That's right. <laughs> that was like, wait Fantastic. a minute, what did he just say? And then I Venmoed him. <laughs> you Venmoed <laughs> Charles knows where his bread is buttered, I'm just saying. So, there's that. Um, Hope you're feeling better, Nick, by the way. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's get to it here. Um, Nick was referring to yesterday's program where, Susie, you said that you were receiving reports from the home front that Cooper, our 11-year-old son, who was starting for the Rays um, and uh, in his playoff Little League game, went to school in his full soccer uniform and (laughs) shin guards. Shin guards guards to go to school. Just in case, what, he was going to get... You know, an inadvertent kick during uh, language arts. Maybe he listens to me. He stays ready so he don't got to get ready. That's, That's exactly it. right. You know, he he doesn't ready. want to be delinquent getting onto the field. I understand. Yes. He wants to be ready. Respect that. And uh, I used a rare, a rare preemptory in our uh, family's decision-making process to say no soccer. He needs to be ready. He's starting a playoff game. This soccer game is a regular season game. You, Del Tufo, said you, and you agreed, he should pull a Dion, let him play both. Let them play. You know, uh, there's no helicopter to get him from the school to the, the field. And I pulled the John Schuerholz in this Dion equation and I said, no, 
You pulled the dad card. You did. We're not doing this. <laughs> and so Coop did, in fact, start the game. Did not play soccer. Okay. Okay. And he started the game. And um, how do we say this without getting into any trouble? Um, the umpire squeezed the strike zone. Oh. And it was, a, it was a, a life lesson for our son who uh, gave up uh, a handful of runs, to say the least. But he threw 85 pitches yesterday. Nice. What? Yes. That's Major like, leaguers Major don't League. even get 85 pitches. He, he, went, he pitched into the, he pitched, he pitched five innings Woo. against the team. Or was it, did he pitch four? He pitched four. four. Right. He pitched four. And he painted the corners. Now, let me ask this question to you guys. He, 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 it was terrific. And we were very proud of him, how he hung in there. You know, he was throwing strikes. And, you know, the ball was finding grass, finding dirt. And and then, you know, a couple times, the ump was just not giving it to him. And for some reason, he came out in the second inning. I don't know. I didn't ask him who put it on. He, he put on the eye block. Yeah. I, <laughs> did he? he put on, but not like it wasn't straight. It looked like, you know, cat whiskers. I don't know. Like, he, I think he just kind of threw it on. Mm-hmm. There's no mirror in the dugout at the Little League. And so he came out, he had some attitude. He got out of one, he was a one, two, three first, as a matter of fact, right? Oof. And he had a lead, and then we lost the lead, and then we lost the game. But we're in the loser's bracket the season. Season is not over. Season is not over. Yes, the season is not over, as our our friend uh, Jim Sr. once upon a time um, said. So um, let me ask you this question. You can... Mike and you, TJ, answer. Yes, sir. I sucked at baseball, so it's... No, no, it's, it's, got, nothing, like, it's yeah. got nothing to do with it. Which dumb. one of so us... I got into this. Which one of us, Susie or or me... Yeah. Okay. Uh, ...was ready to just get on the ump? Oh, that's easy. Oh. That's that's an easy answer. Right get there. on the ump and could not, and could not, at times, keep their mouth shut. Who is that person? This yes, could yes, be bad because yes. I love both you can't of you. point. You got to say it for the radio. Audience. Okay, for the for the radio, I, I, I'm to say that is a Susie Schuster who probably lost her mind. I, Would you agree with that? I I, 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 I got to plead the. I'm like Brady right now. Until I'm in the booth broadcasting, I'm pleading the fifth. You can't because I love you both. So okay, but yeah, it's not ch- a knock on either think, one of them. I think I she's got the moxie to do it, but I think you would be first. You don't believe that, Mike. Susie? Do you yeah, want to answer, answer the question for everyone? Look at her sitting Look there. Me. You know. She's, She's, Let's put this way. One, I did not get arrested yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, yesterday when See, you started to tell us about okay. Cooper, you said something, and people on our YouTube page commented like the second you like used your mom voice, we all snapped to attention. That's right. So that should so, let you, people at, know. At what point, and my brother will be horrified. I yell, "Cooper, deep breaths," and he goes, "Okay." And That's the moms true. were like, wow, he really listens. I'm like, yeah, See, but let me explain everybody to about this existence <laughs> that I'm in. <laughs> because I'm standing behind home plate. She's sitting in the stands and on occasion standing by the stands off to the side in between home plate and third base. Stressful. And when the, the ball goes towards the outside corner for a right-handed hitter, and my son's a lefty, so the ball kind of loops in, and it's called outside. I can see it's outside and calls it a ball. Instead of getting on the umpire most of the time, because she did have some restraint on that front, it's rich. That's not a strike. Like that. The umpire can hear her saying that to me. 
But so she's not questioning him. Right. She's asking you. Well, or well it's his why fault. And, and the subtext is, why aren't you saying yeah. something to the umpire? <laughs> That's the subtext. I'm sorry. So this not is the, ridiculous. It's not just the umpire screwing it up. Am I not? Am I, am I taking this a little bit too? You, you are actually more vocal yesterday than I've seen you in a while. You're, so you're usually using... very good. I'm not very good. <laughs> I'm terrible. I can't take it. Stressful. Because I can't. <laughs> I can't take it. Yeah, it's the it's rich a strike. Show. That's a strike. It's the show banner out in right center field. You can't oh, have yeah, yeah, get around right. blue right here. You know what I mean? I mean, they can't kick you out now anymore. Matt LaFleur coming up for the Packers. But that's, that's, it's the same way whenever we play golf. <laughs> the rare times that we play golf. <laughs> and she's teeing it up. And I'm standing there, Waiting. and then she'll hit it, but not hit it to her satisfaction. And then she'll hit it as if the camera, you're me at home. She'll <laughs> hit it, and she'll go like this. Well, it's his fault. <laughs> and I'm like, what I do? You exist. That's what you did. <laughs> You're not walking in the shadow. You're not doing like what Brock does. So it was the same thing yesterday with the ump. (laughs) And how many times I would turn, I'm like, that was outside. That was outside. But a couple times, you're like, Rich, that's not a strike. And I'd turn, I'm like, that was was a strike. Was it Joe West? I went to a couple. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, these guys. This was not a 16-year-old high schooler yesterday. This 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 was not the kid that I apparently terrorized last week. This seemed seemed to be a grown man. This is a grown man with an absolutely abhorrent strike zone. (laughs) And and totally inconsistent. That was my problem with it. You got to have consistency. And somebody said, well, you know, Susie, they're not paying a lot of money to these guys. I said, but they're paying money. I did it. I did that. You you umped Literally. sports games? Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I was a good umpt. I did you? basketball. I did basketball. basketball. Oh, yeah. Little kids at the Y. You're like oh, the- <laughs> I was like the best. I You're love like little Gene Steratore. Huh? Yes. Growing up in oh, New Jersey. I used to love doing that. Well, our nephews, Jack and Sam, do that. They ref. Yeah. They I, would ref love, I would do it right now if I could. I would Why love- can't you? Well, he's got too many jobs. He's got too many boats. Get a mic up, Tom Brady. Yeah, Mike up Brady. He's got to go to Big Fox. He doesn't mic up Tom Brady. That's right, that's right. He works on his faders. He will go mic up Tom Brady. I will go mic up Brady when he comes in. Of course you. Just say hello. Dude, you do anything. Two shots. Two goats. You talking? Two goats. One thing that Brady, listen, I will tell if Brady, if you mic up Brady, I will tell, call him up, Michigan man to Michigan man. Make sure the batteries don't run out on him. Oh, boy. That's cool. In your ear pack. I do that like five times a year, and I hear it all the time. Five times a show. What are you talking about? <laughs> Five times a year. Happened yesterday. That uh, ump sucked. That was stop that, Suze. Come on. That sucked. That was the worst. Come on, Suze. Say it, Suze. Let we them know how you feel. games to play. Could be our ump. Be careful. And, oh, that's Suze Eisenhelton. That's right, Charles. That yesterday. That's right, Charles. <laughs> Don't hold back, Suze. By the way, you just got your answer as to which one did it, right? I, I had uh-huh. a feeling. <laughs> 